This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. Wow. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Uh, you sound like you're in a good mood today, bud. Oh, bro, it's it, the subject at hand today is music, and we're going to be doing a lot of singing today, and that was just the warm-up. Yep. <laughs> lots and lots of singing will be happening today, lots of humming. Uh, speaking of humming, I really suck dick on that high note there. Um <laughs> You know, as a barbershop oh. quartet member and uh, a chorus leader member, whatever champion, if yes. you will, you know, yes. how was that? Was that subpar? Was that was that was that the shits? Was that uh, was that amazing? Well, uh, sometimes when you get very loud into your mic or when you uh, do the echo or whatever, it like muffles really badly, and so I it sounded like someone screaming off in the distance. But uh, uh, from what I could hear, it sounded fantastic. It made me laugh so. <laughs> well, we're we're off to a great start, and I didn't have any uh, sweet puns for your name today, so I thought catching you off guard with a nice scream would be nice. Yes, yes, the rebel yell. Speaking of rebels, uh, one time I went to an independent show in the Bill Anderson days at San Bernardino High School, and uh, the intermission, uh, ta- uh, we'll call it entertainment, was a band called Rebel Rebel, which uh, basically was... Uh, Etsy's version of Kiss is the best way to describe this band. <laughs> the Amazing. highlight of their the highlight of their set was when the lead singer ran, just wandered off stage and drank mustard, and <laughs> he just went to the snack bar and took the bottle and squeezed a bunch of mustard in his mouth. And I was like, "All right, this is happening." <laughs> oh, maybe they had an original song called "Mustard of Puppets." <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, mustard. Mustard. <laughs> mustard of puppets pulling your strings. I hate this. Um, so, oh. so uh, I, I mean, I can't help but touch on the fact that uh, wrestling is uh, cursed right now. Uh, very much so. And it's like, um, and it's like, there's, there's a lot of complaints going around, but it's, uh, it's nobody's fault. Like, this is, this is all bad luck. Like, I can't even blame anybody. It's just we got a number, a plethora of top guys just out right now. But in a way, this is kind of exciting because everybody's scrambling and we're getting a lot of new things. But at the sh- at the chagrin of logic. But <laughs> yes. But you know, we've had a lot of training thus far of like you know just forgetting what happened the week the weeks before just to pivot. But uh, here's here's the the updates. Cody Rhodes out of action for a minimum of six months. Wow. Let's give him credit for. Uh, going through with the match on this pay-per-view with that absolutely gruesome injury. And it was a uh, great match, too. Holy yeah. crap. And, yeah, I I think he just went up a few notches for me as far as, like, like heart. 
Like, it, it wasn't like he got injured in the match and then finished. He, because Triple H had the similar in, injury in uh, Saudi Arabia. And, yeah. And it happened in the match, and then the next day they showed him with that gnarly-ass bruise. And I'm not taking anything away from what he accomplished that night, but Cody Rhodes got injured, and that bruise developed, and then he went out there and main-evented a show. That's insane. And delivered a, a match at the top of his, of the quality that he could. You know, when Triple H, unfortunately, tore his peck, that match was a train wreck from the jump, and then it got it turned into even worse of a train wreck. And, uh, you know, when we talk, there's a lot of times where we talk about like guys like triple H and Shawn Michaels and undertaker and Kane have never had bad matches. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, this goes back a ways though, because I mean, this has really been happening since, you know, Daniel Bryan, we talked about that on our last episode. And, you know, his babyface run and the payoff to that storyline. And as soon as he finally wins the title, he's got to take time off with the injury. And, you know, and I, I just, this is the worst time. WWE finally gets a babyface that anyone gives a shit about. And, and, and really, over the last two years, they finally built up a heel that people actually care about in Roman Reigns. So, like... We actually had a big main event somewhere down the line that people were going to be interested in, and now we have to wait. See, now I think, you know, I, I glass half full, I think this might do wonders for Cody because he uh, he did go through that match looking the way he looked, and, you know, the, the crowd was hot the entire show until he removed his coat, and then, yeah. and then he, got, he and Seth got them back. So you can tell that the audience gives a shit about Cody, and I think this is going to be his beautiful day comeback. This is going to be his Triple H comeback. Uh, so when he finally does come back, after going through that and winning, uh, he, he won a he won a trilogy injured and, and a gnarly, noticeable injury. I think this is going to yeah. do wonders for him when he does come back. And I love I love slash hate the pivoting that's going on. They've already announced that John Cena is going to be coming in twenty days, and. Uh, they randomly booted Edge out of the Judgment Day. Uh, a, yeah, a super weird. Very gnarly way, might I add. I'm glad that, uh, you know, earlier Vince wrote off Finn Balor, says he's not going to be pushing him anymore. Now he made him the leader of this Judgment Day. And now we're going to we're gonna pivot to Edge being babyface. But what do you go from there? Are we just going to destroy the <sighs> Judgment Day? That's so, it's just so shitty because there's, there's nowhere for that gimmick to go now because Vince doesn't give a shit about any of those people except for maybe Rhea. Like, he's kind of, you know, dipped his toe in the water on Rhea Ripley a couple times, but... And and, and to be fair, I think he's been okay with Damian Priest. He hasn't buried him full-on yet, but, like... Oh. I, I It's just rough because they literally don't have any over baby faces. Like, they have nothing, nobody in that company that anyone cares about, and it's their own fault. There's nothing else they can do about it. And, you know, if Brock's not going to come back full time, they got to have a top baby face somewhere. But everyone in the, in the company is basically a heel, or people don't care. Yeah, because the big criticism for Edge was that he turned heel so randomly and for no reason when he was the over babyface. He was the, like, good guy story there. Also, like, right before his heel turn, they just did the big Beth Phoenix Edge tag match with Miz and Maurice. Like, 
yeah, his heel turn was kind of random to begin with, but this has been going very well, and it's been interesting. Like, I don't watch Raw and SmackDown, but I followed this because it's been interesting, and the promos have been good. And It just goes like, back to, with Cody gone, who else? That's true, but I don't know, AJ Styles, uh, I, like <laughs> Nakamura, like maybe stop burying everybody, and uh, I don't know, so frustrating. But uh, on to CM Punk. Let's talk about CM Punk. It's less upsetting. Oh, no, that's way upsetting. I mean, it's super upsetting that he's injured, but uh, have we heard a timetable for his recovery? I like what they're doing with this, though. Uh, you know, I, I do like the I do like that they do the interim champion thing. Uh, yes. You know, so that's going to be cool. So they're, they're publicly saying that he's not losing the AEW uh, title someone's going to get crowned and then he's going to come and challenge, you know, challenge for it when he returns. Yeah, which is what happens in boxing and in UFC, in MMA. If, you know, someone's injured and they can't defend their belt, they get to keep their belt, but we're going to have a champion until then. Like, yeah. Because we advertised a title match. We can't just not have a champion for six months in wrestling, so. I'd but imagine I, I it's do... the same time window, though, you know, because his, yeah. his is his foot. Yeah, but I, I haven't heard, like, what the extent of the injury is. Did he just, like, break a bone? Because... If it's just like a broken bone in his foot, he might be off of it or in, in an air cast for six, eight weeks. Like he he'll he should be able like if he tore the entire ligament off of his, you know, the holding his feet together, that might be a little different. But Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. But at the you know, and before this happened, we we got Randy Orton gone as well. Biggie's hurt. Biggie's neck. Big, yeah. yeah. All, all, all these guys. I, someone posted a list and I, I, I should have printed it out, but it, I was just like, my goodness, horrible timing. This is like, this is like, uh, reminds me of the beginning of uh, 2000 where everyone was just gone and there was no yeah. stone cold in the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. We got that four way bullshit. Whereas, well, like, and, and then I heard that Sky got, got a little banged up at the last show. That's he, right. He was pulled, on the oldest quad muscle or something along those lines. Ugh. Is this like a wake-up call for all these guys to like, hey, you know, maybe well, dude, take it easy? I saw the dumbest tweet I've ever seen in my life this week. Okay, so I just want to go on about this. So the tweet itself is not dumb. The tweet itself is fantastic. And if any other human, well, not any other human, but if like one of the people that actually, you know, wasn't one of the, mo the biggest offenders of, of the reason for this, let me. So the tweet basically paraphrasing is, oh, the fans have become desensitized to what we as wrestlers go through, and they think that these bumps are just, you know, no big deal, whatever, uh, which is a fine tweet in and of itself. But the fact that Matt Hardy, like one of the biggest purveyors of TLC matches and tables matches and ridiculous bumps, him and his brother, like, yeah, they're desensitized to it because for the last 20 years, you assholes have been having these gigantic TLC matches and taking bigger and bigger bumps and coming back the next night and wrestling instead of being injured because you took this ridiculous bump last night. Like, yeah, you guys are the ones that told the fans, oh, it's no big deal. These are all stunts. It's no big deal. We'll still come back tomorrow and have a rematch TLC on Raw. No big deal. Like, oh, oh, it pissed me off so much. <laughs> this is why Mick Foley is smart and doesn't say things like that because he yeah. knows he, he he knows the finger will be pointed right back at him too yeah because Mick Foley knows that not only did he kill kayfabe like put the final nail in kayfabe's coffin 
back when he was doing the three faces of Foley, but he also was, you know, took the dive off the cage and set the precedent for that shit. So like he can't, yeah, there's no room for him to talk on, on anything in the business. Yeah. So it seems that, you know, wrestlers of the past, you know, brought us a lot of entertainment and a lot of ups and downs and, you know, we're, uh, the wrestlers of today are really facing the music, but today we're going to face the music. We're going to face another top 10, two weeks in a row, top 10, Cole. I'm excited for this. I love our top 10s because they're well, easy. Yes. They're easy yes. and they spark, I think they spark the most conversation online because everyone likes to throw out their number one. I don't think they uh, have enough work ethic like us to come up with 10, uh, but uh, <laughs> well, 20, shit, because yeah. you know, if, yeah. we, if we, we don't can, match, we yes. come up with 20. Yeah, we could easily do a top 20 each today. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, because I will say that, uh, you know, I I listen to all kinds of music. and uh, But predominantly, I listen to, like, the hard rock metal stuff. But I think I credit wrestling to making my mind more open to other genres just because of how many there are because of characters. And they got to fit the character. Not everyone can have a hard rock metal song. There's got to be, you know, some dance stuff, some disco stuff. So, so I, I always credit wrestling as my, you know, reason for enjoying more genres. Yeah, and, and it, this is going to be fun because my musical tastes lean more towards, you know, obviously I'm a barbershop singer, so I like older songs. I like jazz and classical music. And, and uh, now I do enjoy some good rap music here, you know, not so much the, the super poppy hip-hop stuff. Not a big fan of that, but you know, uh, NWA, Eminem, Tupac, like I can get down on all that stuff. And I, but I do enjoy the hard rock and stuff. I, I, you know, not a country or metal fan, but uh, there are some, some fun acts out there. I will say one of my only concerts I've ever been to was Dream Theater, which is a, a you know, a, a prog rock band, which is, you know, fantastic. But uh, yeah. I feel like this is the first list where we're going to really have to grind it out to come up with the show top 10 because we're going to be lucky to have two matches on our top 10, I think. I, I really think that we've, we're going to have one, I think, is probably for certain, and then maybe a second one because reasons. <laughs> but we'll get there as we unveil our list. I can't so. wait. <laughs> oh, all right. So top 10? Entrant themes of all time. Number 10, Ronald? Oh, number 10, Ronald. Okay, I'll go first. I love this. Okay, number 10 for me. Uh, I don't know what genre this would be classified in, but I think this was amazing theme and not used enough. And everyone's going to point to the theme that they recognize the most, but I'm talking specifically about the heel version of Dwight the Clown. The scary, circusy, kids laughing and screaming that you got to go out of your way to look up Evil Doink. My number 10, Evil Doink. Oh, very good. It was definitely in the running for me. I, I love it. We're off to a great start. Um, yeah, solid number 10. Okay, so I'm just going to preface my list right now by going, this is 1,000% my fandom and not any kind of facts or anything that, you know, the, the like the, the sound of their entrance music sent the fans into pandemonium. This is all just my list of my childhood, basically, and the things I love and what got me. Let's just be honest with the people, Cole. This is going to be a total shit show. <laughs> my number 10, and I love this theme, and I don't care, 
It's the fucking Bushwhackers theme, bro. Yes! I love the Bushwhackers with the march and the whole gimmick coming down to the ring. Licking children. Not hear it. You cannot hear that music. And and, and not lick kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe let's not lick kids. Yes, the Bushwhackers, my number 10 favorite entrance theme of all time. And part of the reason I think one of my first cassette tapes, yes, I said cassette tapes, ladies and gentlemen, for the kids out there. Uh, this, you know, before, you know, MP3s were invented, there were these things called CDs where they were discs that burned sound on it. Well, before CDs happened, there were these things you put in a tape deck. It were little tapes and they had a little strip on it that you had to rewind and fast forward. That was the first one of the first cassette tapes had the Bushwhackers theme. Uh, and there's about three other songs on this list that are going to exist because of that cassette tape today. So my number 10 is The Bushwhackers. Awesome. Transitioning from Licking Kids to Just Looking at Me. I had no other transition. My number nine is Rob Conway's Just Look at Me. Oh, my God. Oh. This is like the Toy Story theme and like Bad to the Bone had a baby. It's the best thing <laughs> you'll ever hear. It's the it's got like that bar scene piano and it's just just look at me ain't I a sight to see the whole damn world wants to be like me oh so, so just good. look at me look at me oh that's the best thing best thing about Rob Conway oh the only thing about Rob Conway that was oh. worth liking in his WWF run. Now, I've heard for years that Rob Conway is a good worker. Never saw it in the in the uh you know, WWE or F wherever he fell in that spectrum. Um I really didn't like that, but his entrance music, I fucking love it. I'm so glad even though I think we're going to have 20 different names, I feel like we're on the same page here totally with the way we went with our list. And so my number nine. I'll spoil it for you right now. There's not one metal song on here. Oh, that's awesome. But see, now I'm concerned a little bit um, because Rob Conway making your list makes me not entirely sure how serious your list is. And I left someone off here because I was 1000% positive was going to be on your list. Now I am not so sure. So, uh, for me, number nine, and this one, I don't care. It's got to be the full version. The first time this happened, like, I, 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 we were all calling each other and like, bro, did you see this? But Christian, Christian, <laughs> oh, the <laughs> opera singing and the gold raining from the ceiling, just the sheets of gold falling from the ceiling. Oh my God, the Christian theme with the opera singing and the organ is just amazing. Like he was already kind of over with us, but like in that moment, he just jumped up like three slots, like just three levels. Like, yep, Christian, I wanted him to be the world champion just from that entrance music. I fucking loved it. And uh, yeah, that's my number nine. Awesome. I love that we're talking about this again because, um, you know, this was in our debut episode for top 10 entrances. Actually, no, that's not the top 10, top, Top 10 debuts was our debut, but we had entrances as well, and Christian's was on there because solely of this music. So, yes. yeah, I'm all about it. Uh, the music itself is the reason why that entrance is so good, and I'm not mad at it making your list today. So, wow. 
that brings me to my number eight. My number eight is awesome, uh, only because I've really grown to love the instrument that's at the forefront of this song more as an adult, just because I'm more aware of how difficult it is to play. And if you get someone to really just shred and solo on it, it's some of the most impressive things you'll ever see. But this is drenched in comedy. My number eight is Val Venus. <laughs> Hello, ladies. The saxophone shredding on this song is second oh. to none. You got to go out of your way to listen to this. Volume three of WWF The Music. Uh, this is excellent saxophone playing. And uh, go out of your way to look up the Titantron video of this. Lots of things entering things. <laughs> oh, yes. Lots lots of uh, uh, s- cylindrical type uh objects and just to touch on and just to touch on what you were talking about about like you know our list not matching but you would be certain that i would put stuff on my list i'm not this list is not drenched in facts at all these are the themes that i like this has yes, nothing 100 this, this has nothing to do with top guys this has nothing to do with like needle moving this is like this entered my ears and i love it oh yeah that's that's exactly where i am with my number eight this may be for my money the greatest tag team theme of all time. And uh, I don't know why you're getting so excited, but... uh, Please, please say it. (laughs) This is actually kind of my my, uh, one kind of metal-ish song that's making my list. And it is The Demolition. It is my favorite. Oh, it's so good with the the, the bass and the, 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 the snare to start the song. Oh, oh. The demolition, walking oh. disaster. Yeah, no, Jim Johnston's a fucking yeah. legend for that song. Like, I, I, I wanted to play this a number of a, a number of uh, ways, and one of them was just having a complete dick ass trolley list, and then having my number one be in demolition because I always, I always consider that being like the best theme of all time. It just has that marching beat, and it yeah, just ha- it's great. And it, it just really has, is great. Yeah, yeah it and just, plus. Plus, it has a, here comes the axe, and here comes the smasher, the demolition, walking disaster. Yes. Like, it's such a great song. Like, the vo- vocals in the song are great. But, yeah, I, I fucking love it. It's wonderful. It's great music. Like, you could play that anywhere, and, and I don't think anyone would be like, wow, what is this bullshit? Like, no. most, most people are like, dude, this song's kind of badass. What is this? Oh, it's a wrestler's entrance theme from the 80s. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. You made me excited because my number seven was also a tag teams. And there was a point in time where every one of us loved singing the opening line to this song. And I think for that and for that alone, it's worth bringing it up because you could put this song on in front of any girl, in front of any like, you know, just teenager at the time. And they would buy that it was a top 20 on the pop charts. And I'm just going to go with Billy and Chuck. You look so. Do it, Cole. Good to me. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. You got me excited that we both had a tag team. (laughs) But mine's Billy and Chuck. (laughs) So my number seven. Again, this is just we. We actually we we sang this last week. So here we're just gonna go. American Dream Plus 
then the yeah yeah the cowbell and the whole deal and Dusty Rhodes just just dancing away to the like I yeah I don't I don't think this thing was a rib like the more and more I think about this Dusty Rhodes gimmick in WWE like the less I'm convinced it was a rib I think Vince is just smarter than all of us sometimes and he sold a lot of wrestling figures and Dusty was awesome I loved everything about this entrance music and yeah nine number seven what would have made it a rib though is if he would actually come out to a polka song yeah yes you <laughs> were wearing polka dotted leaderos and that probably yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my god I'm, I'm 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 picturing his dance <laughs> and it's moreover <laughs> dude oh. weird, weird owl plays into the ring Oh, yes, a Weird Al polka. That would be amazing. Dude, dude. Okay, well, my number six, we're going to go from polka, talking about polka, to R&B. And you tell me one person that hated this song, and I will show you a liar. I'm talking about sexual chocolate. It's sexual, baby. I used to think that guy was saying asshole after uh, sexual chocolate. Asshole. And, uh, yeah, I think this is when uh, Mark Henry stepped out of his comfort zone and became, like, fun and a star for real. Uh, it definitely birthed, well, a hand. Uh, it definitely <laughs> it definitely had a hand in getting him more over to the audience, and this song is still chanted at him to this day. Sexual Chocolate, number six. All right. Now, see, you, you gave me a little teaser earlier. I got a little excited when you started talking about an awesome saxophone rip. Um, but I, I went with the other uh, the other entrance theme that featured saxophone solos. I went with the ravishing one, Mr. Rick Rude. Ooh, that is great. Yes, I, I love just strutting ass to that. Uh, I, my favorite thing to do is to play wrestling themes like while I'm on like a cardio run. Because yep. I <laughs> either running or walking, because then I'll start to like you know trick myself into walking the entrance like a total mark, and uh, yeah, that's one of those ones that just no one would ever peg me to listen to, just out of sheer just awesomeness because I like the song so much. But you just even if you don't listen to a genre like that, you still like get you still get taken back. You just picture him walking to the ring and being a total dick. Yes, in the robe. That's what makes the song so great. Yes, the stripper music, the burlesque show theme, ravishing Rick Rude. But I mean, if you took your robe off and you looked like that, you'd come out to that too. Like, why the fuck not? <laughs> you, I'd come out to anything. My That's goodness. Right. I would never put on a shirt. <laughs> Ever. I would wash my dishes on my abs. My number five is someone that can't wash dishes on their abs. But it is one of the catchiest tunes you'll ever hear, and you kind of touched on the fact that uh, they kind of ruined kayfabe with one of these characters. I'm going with Dude Love. Yes. <laughs> Dude Love. Oh, gosh. Uh, what, what lyricist? had to come up with that. Like, we just need you to scream like the Bee Gees and just randomly yes. say, dude, love here and there. And then this fat guy is going to do the Charleston all the way to the ring. <laughs> oh, yes. You know what the Charleston is. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Look it up, children. Oh, so 
my number five will be the last song on my list that has any kind of lyrics. Um, but this was one that was not written by Jim Johnston. This was another guy who uh, also wrote, I was very close, so, so close to making my number 10, The American Males, because I've listened to that song about 47 times in the past six months. But uh, same guy wrote The American Males as wrote, if you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, yes. the big boss man's theme. So fantastic. That opening guitar. Ri- oh, so good, man. Like, I really miss like songs where the lyrics were just super cheesy about the character. You know, it was a song about this guy. It wasn't some shit you'd hear on the radio. You know, it was very specific to the big boss man. I mean, this is like, the big boss man will make you walk the line. You better watch it or you'll be serving hard time. Oh, so good, man. And it's such oh. an after-school special song, too. Yes. Like, and, and, but it's like it's like a warning to, to, to kids, don't mess up because the big boss man is going to come after you. Oh, I love that song so much. I wish he would have kept it when he went all SWAT and dog murdering on us. <laughs> or at least, like, rewrite the song. You oh, better yeah. hide your dogs or it'll become spaghetti. Your daddy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, his second run doesn't get enough credit at all. Oh. Well, oh. my number four is not going to be the last of the lyrics, and I'm kind of sad that this didn't uh, get on your list because I figured this would be the one that we would definitely match. It's a big inside joke amongst our entire community, and it is, quite frankly... A disservice to the man that used it, but it is one of the greatest things that the man has ever been a part of. I'm talking about Stephen Regal's real man's man, ladies and gentlemen. He's a man. Oh, it is number two on the Such a man. <laughs> Such a man. I wish I could sing bass, but I am not a bass. I am a tenor, so... It is number two on my honorable mentions list. Like American <laughs> Males and He's a Man were right there. On like originally when I first made my list, those were like the first two two things I put on my list. And then I really started thinking about it, going like, oh, oh, oh. And, and like they didn't make the cut, but they might make the final ten. Oh, I'm not gonna lie at all. I haven't really seen a reason to not just use my entire list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but we'll get there. Okay, so my number four, and that's maybe a little surprising that it's this low on my list, and this is the one I, th- I thought for sure this would be the one we may match on because, I mean, reasons. It is Brett the Hitman Hart's theme music. Yeah. It is fantastic. It is, you know, our favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, if it happened on any show ever right now, we would completely lose our shit. And it, even though we know he's 65 and not going to do anything like we, it's still amazing. Uh, I love Bret Hart's theme music. I love everything about Bret. So, you know, yeah. Number four on my list. That's awesome. Yeah. It brings a, it just brings happiness. It just, you, you feel like you could picture the leather jacket. You could picture the sunglasses being put on a child. Um, uh, I'm, I'm more partial to his first theme as a solo act, uh, where it's a little more MIDI sounding and the quality's bad. Uh, you know, the, then the one he got in '94 with the big like shred in the in the in, in the beginning. Uh, I like that one too. I'm sure that's the one you're talking about, right? 
Uh, I know. I think I'm probably talking about the older one too. Not you know, it doesn't have the big guitar. The it's like I just like the do 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 do. So good. So good. I love it. Yes. Well, we're gonna go from from Bret Hart to this man, and I cannot wait for you to hear what I got here because I re I revisited this theme, and I knew. I knew it was going to be like strange, but I just had to remind myself of how strange it was. Imagine if you just held down the lowest key of a keyboard <laughs> and then just put a microphone in front of someone's face that has sleep apnea, untreated. <laughs> okay. That's right. I'm going with Bastion Booger, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My number three. We're taking a trip to the Batcave. Go out of your way to put this in your YouTube. It's uh, it's seriously. His his waddly fat ass stained gear comes out and just shoves his ass and crotch in people's faces to that song. It's just the worst. It's the worst. But it's the best. Because someone had to write that song and said, <laughs> and said, this is for that guy. It's perfect. <laughs> I... <laughs> it's like, Vince, I, Vince I what, are you, what, are you look, what are you no, looking for for this song? That's exactly where I just went. Vince McMahon pitching what he wants to Jim Johnston for the fucking Bastion Bunker music. I want this to sound like, like we're inside of a stomach. And the first <laughs> thing he swallowed was an organ. <laughs> You know, that's just him farting yeah. from the inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like that scene in Stand By Me before Lardass throws up. <laughs> oh, God dang it. God, put that oh. in a dubstep song immediately. Oh, man. Oh. So, yeah, oh. Bastion Booker, number three. <laughs> I don't know how I top that. My number three. Uh, this may be the most famous entrance theme of all time in the history of wrestling. Arguably up there with Hulk Hogan, who did not make my list. I'm kind of over real American. But uh, this has also, you know, been one of the all-time great songs written, you know, 200 years ago. But uh, uh, it, <clears throat> this song is known as also sparked Zararatus which nobody knows that at. they know it as Space Odyssey 2001, and it is the Nature Boy Ric Flair's theme music, and uh, it is perfect. I know how to play this entire song on a piano, so I can actually play Ric Flair's entrance music on the piano. Um, I know the whole thing by heart. It's great, but it's just, it's perfect. It fits him so well. Uh, it's one of those matches made in heaven. Uh, Ric Flair... And uh, Space Odyssey 2001. That's awesome. Uh, it's funny because my first discovery of Ric Flair was through Coliseum Home Videos for WWF stuff. So I got the WWE <laughs> the version. The rip-off version, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's the one. Even, even though it was a public domain song because it was written in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so all that, all that to say, uh, by the time that I had gotten to you know WCW and I heard the Space Odyssey theme... Uh, the first thing I thought of was Elvis. So yeah, that I know that that was Elvis's intro. So like for forever, I would just consider that oh, Ric Flair is using Elvis's shit, whereas like it's yeah. pro- it's probably <laughs> yeah. the opposite to normal wrestling fans. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, just just from where I started, 
that theme that he used in WWF, 1992 Royal Rumble, well, anything that from WWF, that that's kind of like my uh, go-to reference to hit to his theme as far as just where I started. And boy, I, you had a lot of fanfare and a lot of epicness to that one, and we're going to transition to the antithesis of that to my number two. <laughs> and uh, by golly, uh, two people are benefiting from this song to this day in a very great way on the, on the Turner Network. And I'm going with the ass man. Mr. Ass's theme was the beginning of the greatness that could have been Billy Gunn's career. He won the King of the Ring. He was on the trek to wrestle the Rock at SummerSlam. And he was, he was taking the ass man to the top. And one of the big reasons why this uh, gimmick was so successful for such a little, little period of time was because of this theme song. I'm an ass man! I love to love them. I love to stick them. I love to kick them. I, lo I love to lick them. It's the greatest lyrics that have ever existed. Uh, I, I've got no problem with this. And it's all inclusive. Yeah. Every, all asses are welcome. Yeah, all asses are going to get some kind of treatment from badass Billy Gunn. Yes. <laughs> I'm proud of the ass boys. I'm proud of your list today. Thank you. Because it's 1,000% a troll list, but it's still all really good, and I fucking love it. Like, I'm not mad at anything. Like, <laughs> I love that Bastion Booger made another top 10. That makes me happy. I mean, um, I mean, two of these are very much trolly. The others, I fucking love these songs. <laughs> oh, I do too. Like, honestly, I'm not mad at any of these songs. I love all, like, <laughs> the Bastion Booger one, I have no idea. I listened to a lot of themes yesterday, but I went, okay, Bastion Booger, I don't need to hear that. But now I need to hear it. Like, I'm going to go listen to it as soon as we're done. <laughs> if you think we're just going to come on here and just jizz balls over the 40 Motorhead themes that Triple H has, <laughs> or the glass shattering... You come to the wrong podcast. We're going to be talking about theme songs that you need to look up immediately. Oh, man. Oh, I don't think we're going to have any matches, good sir. But my number two. Now, I've had my moments with this song because um, <laughs> as a high school band nerd, uh, this song is the bane of your existence for the last uh, few weeks of the school year every year. Because as a band nerd, you are asked to play for graduation, and you're going to play this song 83 times in a row while everyone's graduating, and just you know, or at least while they're all walking into the arena. But for the purposes of professional wrestling and the Macho Man Randy Savage, this was absolutely another match made in heaven. It's so perfect, like it's so great. Like everyone knows, it's the graduation march now, whatever. But. Randy Savage coming out to that song is just amazing. Pomp and Circumstance, again, one of the all-time great songs, especially if you ever get to hear the full version. But there's been so many great versions of Randy Savage using this same song, and it's incredible every time. I love it. It gets me hyped. Uh, yeah, just that's it. I love it. Yeah, Randy and it just Savage. and it just fits him so well. Like you know, when I yes. first saw him come out to that song, like I was kind of like. Huh. Because everyone else had like, you know, just fast paced, you know, energetic songs where where he was like the energetic, fast paced character. And he just came up to such like a slow fanfare type of song. And just for some reason it worked and you can't think of anything else like to the, to this day. If I'm ever at a graduation and that song plays, I'm like, <laughs> macho man. Yes. 
Ooh, yeah. Yes. Get it, brother. I love it so much. Boy, and uh, I know a member of your household will not be a fan of my number one. Um, <laughs> and it's probably the one song that doesn't have any music at all. I'm going with Right to Censor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, sound the alarms. <laughs> Silence your children. Silence all of your friends. Put away everybody. Turn off your televisions. Cover your eyes. Cover your ears, goddammit. It's Right to Censor. Oh. Warning, warning, warning. Oh, Oh, how much did this song piss off your mom, Cole? Tell us. Oh, man. Like, yes, my mom, no wrestler has ever had heat with my mom except for the right to censor. Like, that's the only only wrestlers she ever was just like, oh, fuck this. (laughs) And, like, uh, you know, of course, it's a little bit trolly here, but that song had like the most, uh, it was the most incredible at getting the achieved response that it wanted. Like, oh my God, it's so obnoxious. Instant mood it's changer. So, so painful to listen to. And just immediately everyone is mad that it's happening. And then I, this is one of those times where, I really wish that Ivory was like 20 years younger because if Ivory was around today cutting these same promos that she was cutting for the right to censor and she could still go, she'd be one of the biggest stars in the business bar none right now. And even then, she got it way over back then. This is one of those times where I feel like Ivory does not get enough credit nearly. If you just go back and watch this shit, it is fantastic especially for like a jobber heel gimmick you know on the bottom of the middle of the bottom of the card like so great oh i'm not mad at it i i'm so glad that you went right to censor (laughs) i am way happy with this list i'm not even like in a trolley mood i was just like nope i'm going for reactions i'm going for shit (laughs) i'm going for shit that made me pop and just made me have a shit-eating grin when it came on other than the bastion booger one i wasn't really around long enough to really like you know stay tuned for bastion booger's entrance Uh, well uh (laughs) neither was bastion booger so (laughs) (laughs) oh oh man okay so my number one um and i don't know if everyone would 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 even think about this when it comes up when it comes to top 10 entrance music but in the entire 30 years of my wrestling fandom, it has always been my favorite entrance theme. It was my favorite when I was eight. It's still my favorite today. Nothing has topped it. Every time I hear it, it puts me in a good mood. It is just the absolute most perfect no. entrance theme of all time. And I, of course, am talking about Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect's wwf entrance music i love it i've always loved it it is the best and uh yeah i just think it's some brilliant music it's fantastic you talk about fanfare and epic that's that is probably as good as it gets right there yeah it's right up there with you know the savage and flair like for me it's those three songs and now they're all obviously very similar it's the same kind of thing but uh yeah so uh i guess we we see where my 
musical preferences lie. But uh, yeah, Mr. Perfect, I've always thought, even from when I first started watching wrestling, that it was the best entrance theme ever. So, Not mad at it at all. What a solid list on both parts. No matches at all. Not one. I am shocked. But uh, I wasn't expecting you to go down the uh, the, the, the ass and uh, sexual chocolate rabbit hole. But uh, see, you could still be talking about any of these guys. <laughs> I don't know what like Billy and Chuck were up to. <laughs> yes. Oh, the sexual chocolate ass man. Oh, Val Venus. Like, yep. Dude, love. This is fantastic. So I still have another <clears throat> 18 that I have listed. Do you do you want to run through some honorable mentions before we whittle this down? Because this one's going to be difficult, I think, my friend. Well, then if it's going to be that difficult, then I'm going to <laughs> rapid fire my honorable mentions because I got dinner here and I want to eat. Um, well, okay, hold on. I thought one thousand percent for sure, no matter what, that the freaking Undertaker's theme was going to make your list, even if you were going to go a little bit fun and trolly. Like I thought, there's no way. Ronald is not putting the Undertaker's theme on this list. And so I purposely left it off my list. It's too obvious. I mean, Undertaker <laughs> Undertaker's definitely an honorable mention. You know, the when the bell tolls, you know, you know it's game time. But hey, Stone Cold and The Rock aren't on here either. I went with songs that popped me for a certain, made me laugh. Uh you know. I love the Undertaker as is. You know, his his theme is a part of it. But I wouldn't say it's the best theme ever. Um but yeah, who else? Uh, the Brood, I'm partial to. I like the Brood yeah. theme. Uh, that was good stuff. Uh, the New Age Outlaws was was a good theme. Uh, oh, yeah. Just because of the whole presentation of it. Um, Degeneration X is a classic one. Uh, it brings me back to my Rage Against the Machine days. Um, some of the shit from today go- goes pretty hard. Like the I, I, I missed when Alexa... Well, I think Alexa Bliss just uh, brought her dubstep song back. I, I freaking... I, I work out to that. It, it goes hard. But uh, you touched on Ultimate Warrior last week. That is one of like the yes. speediest, metaliest songs ever. Uh, I still love Real American to death. Um, Chris Jericho's WWE theme just never gets old. Break down the walls. Yeah. Um, that was on my honorable mentions. Yes. Uh, Razor Ramon's theme. Fantastical. Yep. Um, oh, and a staple of the Creative Team Podcast. The Repo Man. Yes. Yes. Oh. Okay. So, my honorable mentions. Obviously, the American Males uh, is fantastic. Everyone should listen to it. He's a man made my honorable mentions. So, it wasn't, you know, that one was good. Uh, Flash Funk is kind of fantastic. As shitty as the gimmick was and everything, but the uh, the whole f- just absolute funk guitar, ri- the, you know, bass guitar line in that is so great. Um, Owen Hart. Yes. I think is, is a fun one. Both of Owen's music's really, you know, the, the original Owen Hart music, but the, then the, the enough is enough and it's time for a change was fun. Yes. Obviously, with my top three, I loved Jerry Lawler. You know, I love the, the, the classical music. That song I actually is is on my a playlist that I just listened to in my classical music. Uh, Ted DiBiase. Yes. Really great. The money, 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 money. Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake. He's not going to make any other list ever, but this one, I fucking love Brutus's, the, yeah, that Beefcake music, that the, just the bass. I can't believe so we good. haven't talked about the NWO yet. 
yes, NWO is uh, uh, one of my honorable mentions. Uh, Jericho did make my list. Now, I did have a Mick Foley one, but all I think all the Mankind ones are great. I really love that he had two different theme songs when he first debuted because he had like the kind of dark and psycho, you know, one to come to. And then he had like the calm piano playing when he was done at the end. Uh, it, that was a cool gimmick. I really like Psycho Sid's. Yes. Uh, Psycho Sid's music was great. LOD, Legion of Doom, another great tag team music. Um, I, I really like Jake the Snake Roberts' music because it, it, it worked as a heel and a babyface, I think. It was one of those songs that could go either way. And it just kind of was, it fit Jake because it was kind of just like, you know, low and, and there and it had an interesting sound and you weren't sure what was going on. It could, like, it was perfect. Um, of course, Hogan. And then I did, you know, The Rock's music made my list. I put it on there as a thing just because, you know, it's The Rock. But uh, yeah, I thought for sure Undertaker was going to make your list. So now we have the just unenviable task of taking these, you know, 40 songs that we all discussed and deciding what's going to make the final show list. Um, I think right off the bat, he's a man. It definitely has to make this list. I think it should be number one. I wouldn't go that far, but it definitely needs to make the list. And uh, I, 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 you agreed with me very much about demolition. Um, and, and so I, I, I mean, if we're going by the rules list. of the show, we haven't matched on anything, but we matched on my official list and your honorable mentions. So per the rules, <laughs> that should be number one. Are you going to be one one to go back on the rules, Cole? Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, it's your show. Oh, okay, good. Then I'll just pick 10 and we'll do a read-off so, and not debate this anymore. Uh, well, you're cheating the fans at home. Uh, well, he's a man made the list. I think that's a good start. No, 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 no. No, the good start <laughs> is number one. Then we talk about two. <laughs> just do it. Nobody's looking. Oh. Nobody's looking. <laughs> They're all listening, but nobody's looking. <laughs> oh, he's a man. Okay. So that's all the list. Uh, At the I'll top. make an order as we go. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. make an order. Yeah, yeah. We start with one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the, the demolition. <laughs> Folks at home, Cole is You're shaking so proud the laughter. Of I'm not proud of myself. I haven't done the deed yet. <laughs> I haven't gotten you to write one next to he's a man. Be a oh. man, be a man, and write one next to William Regal. <laughs> I can't do it. The integrity of this list is in your hands, Cole. How am I gonna? I can't make an honest list and say he's a man is the creative team's greatest interest theme the fuck does honesty got to do with this list (laughs) oh okay well let's 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 pick 10 and we'll see where it ends up (laughs) so the demolition (laughs) okay that's going on the list oh oh Mr. Perfect? Are we good with Mr. Perfect? 
I don't know. Are, are we on? Are we on? Are we on number three now? Sure. Okay. So one, he's a man. Two, demolition. Three, Mister Perfect. What's number four? <laughs> oh. Um. I'm partial to dude love. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, sure. I had a McFoley one. Let's put dude love on the list. Sweet. That, that'll make the final ten somewhere. Uh I, I I'm partial to Bret Hart. I like Bret Hart, but just look at me. <sighs> I can't look at you right now. I'm a, I can't. No, 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 like, no. We no, got a show no, to do. No, 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 no. That's my pick. <laughs> just look at me. How about Doink's heel theme? I like that. <laughs> oh God, damn it! I mean, uh, I, but if we're going with screaming kids, we're gonna have to kick off licking kids. Oh, that's fine. The Bushwhackers don't need to make the list. Uh, how about Christian? We both love that. Ooh, two lists for Christian. I don't know. Okay, fuck Christian. How about yeah. Rick Rude? We'll we'll split the the difference of the uh, saxophone solo. Split the difference. You mean we're gonna we're gonna put Val Venus in there too? No, just we both had a sax song. My mine was six. Yours was eight. We'll just go with six. Okay, I like Rick Rude. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's one of the two that I actually like as a human. Okay, six. Uh, oh God, damn it. <laughs> This is the worst list ever. How about Undertaker? Because, goddamn it, it's the Undertaker's music. Didn't make any of our lists. Uh, well, I mean... What are you doing to this episode, Cole? You're fisting try- this episode. <laughs> you're you're trying to make this shit about facts. This is entertainment, pal. <laughs> oh, you pick from uh, the list that we have. Uh, I could go New Age Outlaws with your honorable mention. That would be cool. Fuck the honorable mentions. We have 20 to pick from. <laughs> oh, I can see you're not going to be helpful here. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm being helpful. We have 20 to pick from. They're theme songs. It has nothing to do with talent or the mark that the individual okay, okay. made. Okay. If I have to pick any of your other things, that uh, how about right to censor? Your yeah, number one. Fuck yeah. My number one? Yeah. Shoo-in. We'll, we'll go with that. Yes. And sexual chocolate. Uh, how about Big Boss Man? Yeah, I like that. Okay, Big Boss Man. How about Flair? Yeah. How about Savage? Yeah. Uh, American Dream. How many more do we have left? We have two slots left. Oh, we got to split it. So you're going to have to settle for one of mine, and then you can have whatever one <sighs> of yours. Uh... I could totally go for just look at me, if I'm being honest, on I'm your list. I'm so fucking happy about that. <laughs> One final push for Sebastian Booger. <laughs> okay, we have nine. Uh, okay, so Savage Flair or Dusty Rhodes? Oh, Savage Flair or the American Dream? Well, I mean, Rick's still here. Yeah, Rick Flair about to have his last match ever. Yeah, sh- sure. Yeah, sure. He won't do this again in two years. I saw four farewell, <laughs> farewell kiss tours. Yeah, all <laughs> several years apart, probably. Yeah, the first one was twenty years ago. So Flair, because he's he's still alive. I don't know. That was just a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Savage. Sweet. Go. Sounds like we have a list and an order number one. No, we got to do 10 first. We just did 10. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta write them in order, and then we do thing. No, I mean, we, we yeah. just did that in order. Remember, Real Man's Man was number one. Then, then uh, it was Demolition. Then Mr. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't do that in order. We just picked. Yeah, that, that, that was the total order. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Sure it for is. your host, Cole Dawson. I am. <laughs> God damn it, Ronald. Folks at home, you guys know what the order is. Yes, whatever whatever yes. we're about to say is a lie. All right. The list is compiled. It is completed. All the votes have been counted. So, Ronald, the official. What is the name of our show? You, you've got me just all out of sorts here today. The creative team. Top 10 theme songs of all time. Whatever Cole's about to say is a total farce, but I'm going to rattle off the numbers now. Number 10. The right to censor. Nine. Just look at me. Eight. Dude love. Number seven. Ravishing Rick Rude. Six. The demolition. Five. The big boss man. Four. Brett the hitman heart. Three. Macho man Randy Savage. Two. Mr. Perfect. And number one. He's a man. Such a man. Oh. You have made me and the entire wrestling universe happy, Cole. You should give yourself a round of applause. You know, I'll do it for you. Sorry, that was what I meant to do if you didn't do it. I'm so happy for you, Cole. We went with an actual order, and we did it justice. And I may have been fighting it, but I'm not going to lie. It's uh, one of the greatest themes of all time. In fact, nope, that's it. He's a man greatest in- wrestling entrance theme of all time. I mean, decided. I mean, it's kind of barbershop, isn't it? I mean, a little bit. There's definitely some extra voice parts in there. It's really good. There's there's some harmony. It's good stuff. I'm so pleased. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It's official, ladies and gentlemen. The creative team, greatest theme song in the history of professional wrestling. He's a man for William Regal. Well, our audience at home has a lot of studying to do and a lot of songs to bump, so take us home, Cole. Oh, this was fun. I enjoyed myself. (laughs) We had a good time today. For Ron Kilborn, I am your host, Cole Dawson, saying thank you, we love you, and good night. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly on Instagram or Twitter at Ron for Your Life. Number four, we'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.